Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Yo, beautiful human. I'm so excited to hang out with Megan the Stallion. She's going to be here in just a sec, but uh, first, I got to tell you about ASU. If you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. By the way, message and data rates may apply. And Megan the Stallion's still in college, even though she's hella famous. Uh, do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a highly respected degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really could be the school for you. Arizona State University offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You'll learn the same curriculum designed by their award-winning faculty from wherever you are, and you're going to earn the same degree as on-campus students. If you want information, text my name, Zach, to 35517, plus they accept most transfer credits. Discover for yourself why ASU is ranked number one for innovation. They've been ranked number one for the last five years, and why more than 90% of graduates are recruited for jobs or receive at least one job offer. In at least 90 days of graduation. Learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To find out more about ASU online degree programs, text my name, Zach, to 35517. Here's Megan the Stallion. Let's do this. Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are you? Uh, how are you? Oh, you know, living. Uh, by the way, I'm Zach. That's Dan and Ricky. Hey. Thank Hi. you for doing this. I like your buns. Thank you. They're not really cooperating today, but I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Minnie Mouse. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to talk about, and it's all pretty effing amazing. So one, I want to start by saying thank you for doing good with the art that you create, and thank you for giving back to your community of Houston. It is a big deal, and it's not something everybody does. And just, yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what makes you want to do good? And that's and, and this has been like a conversation that I've been having over the last few weeks. I've been working on a project with uh, St. Jude, their children's uh, cancer hospital. And they asked me that question. They're like, like, why? Like, what, what made you want to do it? And I couldn't give them an answer. I really, I, like, because it's something within that, like, just feels like inherent. Like, if you have the opportunity to do good, why wouldn't you do it? Right. So I ask you the same question. Why? Like, why are you giving money back to the Houston food pantries, right? With obviously the Beyonce remake. I mean, like you said, like, if you just have the opportunity opportunity to do good, why would you not do good? But my grandmother was so nice. Like, she was like the grandmother on the street, on my street, uh, that anybody could pull up to her house and she's giving out candy. She's giving out food. She might even give you a few dollars. Like, she was just so nice. And that was my great grandmother. And then my grandmother was a, a special education teacher. So she just always taught me like the importance of being kind and being nice and just, they were so nice to me. So I only grew up around people who were being kind. So that's the only thing I knew. So when I see people, you know, probably not being so nice, I really don't understand it because why would you do that? Like it's, it's easier to be nice than it is to just be terrible. So maybe it's, maybe it's a thing that you're like raised around. So. That's, that's what By the way, be. that's it. It's who you're raised around and you really are the company you keep. Truthfully. Right. Has that been like a, a obviously, like, dude, you're 25. You still go to college. I get, again, another opportunity where I can give you credit. As a 27-year-old, I dropped out of college <laughs> to pursue radio. And I, my yeah. mom still calls me every now and then. And she goes, you know, Zach, you can still go back to class. Not too late. Yeah, it's, not, it's not too late. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, Mark would be so mad at me if I dropped out of school. 
<laughs> you do it for her? I'm, I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my mom, my great grandmother. Uh, it's just I, I'm not the type of person who could start something and not finish it either. So I have I have to finish college, and I really want to make them proud because my grandmother was like the only my my grandmother and my aunt are like the only uh, members of our family who graduated from college. So I want to like continue that on, like make it a habit of graduating, you know, from all yeah. levels of schooling. So you want to keep it moving. You, you want to, you want to keep the tradition alive, which by the way, an amazing tradition to have education. Yeah. Be, you're never too old to learn. So, and I'm not saying that you can't be successful and not go to college because obviously the billionaires run around here that didn't go to college, but <laughs> I'm just saying just in, I'm doing it because I know it will make my family proud and it, I will, it will make myself proud because I'm really not the, I, 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 need, I need more discipline. So I feel like this is me being disciplined, staying in school. So is that like, how do you see both sides? Like, how do you see a classroom and how do you see a studio? Is it two versions of you or is it, yeah? A lot of personalities going on up in here. So, <laughs> I just know by all the names you've had over the years. Um, yes, or nicknames, I'm sorry. Yeah, so my persona is like every project I drop is like a different person in my mind. So uh, right now I'm working on my debut album, which is fire. Everybody's going to get to know my real persona because I'm actually in the house by myself with me and my manager. But my manager is like my freaking brother. So I just have a lot of time to like get into my own head and like come up with songs that are really me. So, I mean... I started talking about my album. I got it like way off. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, because I, this is this is what I wanted to get to. Right? Is this these versions of yourself? Like, and and obviously now with this album, because there's so little noise going on, it's just silence. It's you and just you. Like, there's right? no there's no fans. There's no anything else. <laughs> Say that again. It's me and my people. That, that's it. But in your own head. <laughs> Yeah, I'm picturing an army of people just hanging out in your brain. Yeah, have y'all seen that movie Split? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but but this album is going to be 100% you, but let's go through some of these personalities. Um, Where do they, do you remember the first one and how you realized that there was someone else living within you? Honestly, everybody has more than one personality. Let's just start there. You're not Mm -hmm. the same or at the club. You're not the, as the person that you are at work, as the person you are in class, as the person you are in front of your mom or in front of your brother. Like you, you are different people anyway all the time. So, you know, it, it just takes a, a, a crazy person to probably realize that. So, um, <laughs> Tina Snow was my first like big mixtape. Yeah. And Tina Snow is like the side of me that's like a little more gangster. Like she's just more foot down. F y'all, <laughs> like I'm running this. And and then we have Hot Girl Meg when I dropped Fever, which is Hot Girl Summer. Like Hot Girl Meg came out and I'm like, you know what? I could do me and I can have fun and I don't care what y'all say about it. Like this is just me being unapologetically me. And then we have Sugar, yeah. which is like really a play off of Tina Snow. Like Tina Snow, in, in my opinion, like she probably really burned the show. Sugar is kind of just like, whatever Tina wants to do. Like, so that that's where, I, where I'm at with her. And that's this whole wave of Savage and Captain Hook. And then I have some more kind of R&B songs on Sugar, so. So 
when you're crafting these 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 albums and these songs that make up these bodies of work, are you staying in that mindset or that personality from the beginning to the end, from the the moment you realize that it's within you to like the second yeah. the album's done? Like I know that is I'm I have a lot of layers. So I have to let you know that sometimes I might want to go sing a sad song. I might want to listen to something like I'm going through it, but I'm getting through it. Like that's really what sugar was for me. Like it was just me being a little bit more emotional. Like I have a song called crying in the car. Like, so you just, you have, you, I'm not like a, a woman who had it together all the time and everybody likes to pretend like they just so on point. They just got it all figured out. You get on social media, everybody's rich, everybody's cool. Like, so it's like, Oh my God. Like, I'm not that, like, I'm a mess, I know, I'm trying, like, that's, that's just me at the time, like. Is there nerves showing every different shade of you? Um, it, I do get nervous sometimes because I know that people look at me one way, and I'm like, okay, y'all, I did not say that I was perfect, I did not say I don't have bad days, so, but I feel like everybody expects me to be, like, super on, on point all the time, super on my toes, just super, like, just aggressive all the time. And I'm like, y'all, sometimes, all right? Like, <laughs> I'm a mess up. <laughs> so let, let me make it. You make mistakes. You're soft. You're supple. You're, you know, you have, you, there's different versions. Like, there's different <laughs> highs and lows to every personality. Right. And that's everybody, though. But like yeah. I said, people just like to be too cool for school all the time. That's like the normal thing now. Like, just to be perfect is like, what everybody's striving to be. And I'm like, who the hell told everybody that they need to be perfect all the time? This is miserable. <laughs> Trying to be perfect? Oh my God. I got to walk outside my hair done every day. Makeup on point all the time. Jesus. There is so much perfect in imperfection, truthfully. Because when you're imperfect, you are who you you just want to be and who you feel that you are. Like, I, I when you just don't care and you're just your natural self, I don't know. There, there's something different. There's a different energy. Like, you seem a little less tense, like. <laughs> you don't have to keep it up, you know what I mean? You don't have to keep, it, like, physically kept up and, like, emotionally kept up. Right, because I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'll be going through it sometimes. And I'm like, sometimes I want to go to the club and get upside down, and I don't want y'all to talk to me about it the next day. <laughs> like, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, keep it moving. Yep. Oh, everybody want to pretend, like, they don't turn up. So it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's start from the beginning of you crafting records. When did you know that you needed to write your story or tell a story? Like, especially in the middle of like the make it hot era of music. Did it come around then the first time you chose to like write a rhyme or craft a song? No. There's an era before that. It was when all my songs were on SoundCloud and it was called Rich Ratchet. So, uh, <laughs> Rich Ratchet, giddy up. Rich Ratchet. <laughs> so, um, I was literally just like rapping over a bunch of like other people's beats. And I just really wanted everybody to know I could rap because I was super scared to tell people I could rap for like a long time. And I'm super right. confident. And I usually don't care what people think. But I was coming from high school to college. Like none of my high school friends knew I wanted to rap, but I always wanted to rap. So when I went off to college, it's like, none of y'all know me. Y'all don't know what I do. If I told you I'm a rapper, then I'm a rapper. Yeah. So, right. You, I love it. So I went to college and I'm like, yeah, I could rap. And then everybody's like, oh, okay, she's a rapper. <laughs> so I like went to this party and um, all these guys were like freestyling in a circle and I just jumped in with, I just started rapping and everyone's like, oh. So like, 
everybody just knew me as Megan the Stallion and she can rap. Like, so when people from home started like seeing my social media change into me being a rapper, it was like, Megan, when did you start rapping? <laughs> like, I've always been a rapper, boo. Get it together. <laughs> you had that pent up and built pent up within you and building within you for so long. And you were given a fresh new slate to create who you wanted to be, and you took it. I went and did it because I knew I could rap, but I wanted to do it right. Like yeah. I, I was practicing the whole time. And then when I went out to college, I was like, well, this is me now. I'm a rapper. <laughs> no, you know, preconceived judgments or notions about you. It was all right. people who were just getting to know you. That's amazing. And I think that's something. You know what I told you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I told you, which is I'm a rapper. Right. So that's it's the only choice. That's the only thing you know about me is I rap. So. That's a lot of people should hear that and like, like take that in because if you feel nervous or not nervous or like you're in a hometown and you know, you're afraid to grow and to see yourself out of that, take on new opportunities because with new opportunities and new places comes new people who don't know you yet and put whatever foot you want forward and then walk that path. Like I know people say you're in control of your own destiny and you, you control your life, but that is really true. Like yeah. if, you, if you were the manager at Walmart and California and you move to Texas and you say, girl, I am the best chef on the planet. All we gonna know you for doing is being a chef. That's what you want. <laughs> so, like, there's just the power of the tongue. Like, <laughs> power of the tongue. What do you learn from Rich and Ratchet that like you still take with you today? I really just always look back at that and remember to not forget myself because that was Megan coming out into the world saying, hey, y'all, look what I can do. And it, it's hard. It's still hard to me. Like, a lot of my hobbies, like, still bring it up. Like, girl, we love this song. And I'm like, that is where I started. Like, <laughs> and I was cursing just as hard. I probably cursed a little harder back then. <laughs> so that, ooh, that was rough, Meg. <laughs> I was real back then. Do you... When you're creating, or at least Suga, like, do you craft with a different mindset? Like, do you, like, even this new album, right? And you're, you're creating it in, during quarantine and you're coming off of, I mean, come on. Like, I, I don't, I didn't feel like I needed to congratulate you, but I will. Like, this Savage is historic and it's a game-changing record and it's everywhere and it's going to be a part of culture until the, the day the world explodes and goes away forever. So it's crazy to think about, but it is 100% true. Does that success make you change the way you approach a microphone or a writing session or a time to just like lay your feelings out? No. Um, I write music because I genuinely like to write music. I rap because I really like to rap. Um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, how much success I get. Like I appreciate the success. Hell yeah. Because it makes me feel like, Oh my God, the things that I've been working towards are appreciated. But it's like, I just happen to love what I do and I just so happen to be getting paid for it. Like it's not that I'm doing it for a high five. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing it because I genuinely like to do it. So every time that I approach a mic, I'm doing it because I wanted to do this anyway. So like, I'm not going to change my formula just because something new happened to me. Like I'm going to just keep being me because obviously this is what's getting me to the levels that I'm going to. You know? That's it. Like why would, why would you stop? Why would you hold it back? Why would you fix what's not broken? Right. It's always room to grow, but still, like, I learn things that I need to work on, like, as I go, but still, like, it's the same formula, it's the same egg, like, I'm not really yeah. switching up 
too much. But, but with everything you do and you experiences and reaching new heights, you do learn things. But there are right. some people, right, who have like a big hit and they go, what did this song do? Let me figure out this exact formula and let me try to shove whatever, like what, try to shove whatever I can into it to try to get the same result. Do you know what I mean? Because a, a, a lot of the best things happen on accident. Like, so when you're not thinking too hard about it, like it'll just naturally come to you. Like, because what I'm telling you, what, my life, like, it's not even that, it's like, okay, y'all, let's sit down at the table and what are we going to do for Megan Stallion today? Like, I literally wake up, say something, something happens, and now we got, like, a whole big old thing that everybody's <laughs> like, oh, my God, oh, my God, <laughs> help. <laughs> so I literally just wake up and do and say anything, and then now, like, just the rest of my team, like, is trying to, like, organize my chaos, but it's nothing that anybody got to sit down and try to put together because I'm just naturally like this. Yeah, just coming. Like, yeah, there's no, nothing's fabricated. Nothing, nothing is built from something that isn't organic and 100% you. Right. And I don't want to do anything that, that'll turn me into a character or the scripted, like, everything has to come natural. Like, yeah. it has to genuinely come from me for me to be able to feel it. Do you, have you watched other people's career and kind of picked up on other cautionary tales on like what to avoid and what not to do because it, you know it is a it is a fast evolving thing here it, it is growing like even having a team a lot of people like social media is so social media is life so like um people take like social media way too seriously after like like they they do turn it into their life and it's like now you start doing things to impress people on social media, like just to look a certain way. And you kind of like lose what you were even doing in the beginning. And now you're letting too many people in into your too personal life. And now people judging you based on your personality more than your music. So it's like, okay, like if you were, I would have never knew if you just would be, would have been quiet. Like (laughs) (laughs) I would have still put up with your records. I would have been listening to your song if I didn't hate you. (laughs) 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 But that works as a positive for you because you're so like energetic and everybody loves you because of like your person, also because of how great you are as an artist, but your personality too. You're a good person. Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying it's it's not that I'm trying to be like, I genuinely might get on live and just say something crazy. Or I might just be on, just on my, I'm literally documenting my life. Like this is my real life. Like I'm not doing anything crazy. But like I see people doing crazy stuff and I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> well, do, you, do you feel like those actions dilute the art? Yes, because it makes people pay more attention to your online persona more than your musical persona. Like, and, and I, like I said, if I know I hated you, I would listen to your music. But but then, like, why are they doing it, right? Like, is it really to create art that's meaningful or is it just for instant gratification and to fulfill an immediate need? It's like right then, I feel good. Right right then, everybody's eyes are on me. Like, it's just, sometimes people just do things for attention. And it really makes, you can really tell the difference of people who really like to make music and people who just want to be famous. Like, there, there's, a, there's a difference, so. What part of all of this process fulfills you the most and the strongest and the healthiest? Just the fact that when I go to, like, obviously right now I'm not doing it, but, like, when I would go to my shows, like, before I ever had any entry on the Hot 100 on Billboard, it didn't matter from what era of music I made, 
everybody in the crowd, like everybody that were my fans that, that was at my show can sing every song I ever had word for word. And I was like, this is it. I feel good. Like it was a, one of my first shows was in New York and it was like such a small venue. But when I say it was wall to wall in there, like it was packed. And it was so packed that somebody had unplugged the DJ equipment. So there's no music. So I'm like, I don't care. So I'm still rapping. So I'm like rapping acapella. And everybody is like in there. You know, I make everybody drop the boat. So it's like literally like a few Hennessy bottles like going around like 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 a beach ball. <laughs> so it's like Hennessy bottles like going around. Everybody's like turning up. And like we're all rapping my songs like back and forth to each other like acapella. Everybody was so sweaty. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, this is it. I just like coming to my shows and like rapping with my hobbies. It just makes me feel so good. It's the energy. It's the camaraderie. It's it like we all in here together in this. <laughs> I just want to know, why did you decide to change up your verses on the uh, Savage remix? Um, well, it was actually kind of a, a request. It was like, well, does she want to put any new verses on here? And I'm like, Beyonce must be about to skate all over this song. So let me, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> so let me go ahead and drop a new verse. Like, because a remix, a, a remix, you would have changed something. It's yeah. a remix. So, like, I had to come on there and talk some new <laughs> Is that good? Like, do you, did you want to do that? Because we've talked to people who put out records and they've listened to it. And even after it's out there, they're like, oh, I wish I could have changed this, this, and this, or I could have done this differently. It's very rare that you have an opportunity to actually go back and kind yeah. of either add or change or do something. I can't just get on a song with Beyonce and just not say anything, like. <laughs> you just hand her uh, over the original stems and you're like, deuce, you know? Like I kept like one piece that, cause it was like one of my favorite parts in the song. But I mean, the other parts I was like, mm-mm, y'all gonna hear me. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I have to go in and, and do the thing. It's freaking amazing. So do you get the song back with her on it? You're like, okay, this is what I need to add. Or do you kind of change it and then send it off? I changed it and then sent it to her. And then she sent me the song back with all the rapping and the singing. And I was like, ah! like, <laughs> like, I was really freaking out. I had to, I like literally ran up the stairs, called my grandma and I started crying. And, and it's really a bad idea to call my grandma crying because she, number one, I could call my grandma and be like, hey grandma, she'll be like, what's wrong? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> automatically something is wrong. <laughs> So like I called her crying and I'm like, listen, listen, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm crying. She's like, oh my God. So like we both want to call freaking out. She didn't even know why she freaking out. And then I'm like, Nanny, I have a song with Beyonce. And she's like, ah! like she's not freaking out. So it's great. <laughs> How proud must she be? Seriously. Yeah, she's so proud of me. Like she she calls me every day and just lets me know. Cause my grandma didn't want me to be a rapper. That's the thing about it. She only wanted me to finish college. So when I told her, I didn't even really want to tell her, but like people started showing her my music videos like online. And she's like, what is this? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Do you I'm remember like, the first conversation you had with her about it? It was so, it was so terrible. She was like, she was so mad at me. Cause she was like, so what are you going to do, Megan? Do you just want to just be a rapper? Just, just quit school and just drop out, Megan. Like she, she was so mad. She was so mad. And then like eventually she started seeing that I was doing both and then I was having success doing both. So she's like, well, okay, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. <laughs> it is a crazy feat to be doing both. 
seriously yeah. and you do it i with every fiber of my being i say yeah and i have so much respect for that thank you thank you and my grandma if she sees this she's gonna be like well yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to college for like what is uh, health administration so um i watched my grandmother take care of my great-grandmother which is her mom like all my life like she would be fixing food like eventually she had to start like changing diapers like it was just like she wasn't a, a healthcare professional or anything she didn't have any licenses she didn't really know what she was doing but it was like experience like she just learned that she went so i'm like i can't be the only person that's watching this like i can't be the the only family that this is happening to so i just figured i can open up a facility like an assisted living facility yeah that'll help you know other families that may be going through things like this and you know when you graduate from college you really don't get a good job so i was like no you don't <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna all my classmates because nobody wants to give you a job because you don't have experience how the hell are you gonna get experience if nobody wants to give you a job so <laughs> i love that oh wow right so that's me like i'm when i open my activities i'm really gonna give all my classmates jobs and anybody who's graduated from college a job because you need that experience i just got goosebumps I, and I feel like you are very attached to like older people. You you brought tablets to a, a nursing facility, I think in Houston too, with Amazon yep. Music. What is it about? Like, they are a constant source of wisdom and stories, and <laughs> they made a ton of mistakes. I, I clearly, like they've learned from things. You can you can learn so much from them. What do you what do you take away from hanging out with old people? Because you seem <laughs> so beautifully passionate about it. I was raised by my grandmothers, yeah. like my. Mom and my dad raised me, obviously, but they were always, like, working. Like, my dad was actually, like, in jail, like, the first eight years of my life. So the only people who I would, would be around would be my grandmother and my great-grandmother. And then my grandmother taught at the school that I went to. So I'm super around my grandmother all the time now. So I'm just a grandma's baby, you know? So. Does, does your grandma listen to your music? Like, what's she think about your lyrics? <laughs> um. Sometimes she'll call me and be like, "Nigga, you so bad." Like, <laughs> what you say? You need the mop to clean the floor. Too much drip. <laughs> like, yeah, I got a lot of drip, Manny. <laughs> Does she know like how important that is for girls now to like hear someone actually talk on a song about sex? Because we all talk about it, but with our girlfriends. But me, to hear it on a song is crazy. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Like, because boys can talk about sex all day long. Bo boys talk about sex, drugs, alcohol, killing people. But, like, when a girl talk about their vagina, it'd be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, they run away. I, They're like, vaginas, what? Vagina? Like, <laughs> but I, and, you know, I feel like vaginas are pretty awesome. So <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> By the way, that is something that I have, like, uh, so we're not in if you couldn't tell we're not like in hip-hop radio like we do pop radio like 100 pop like krbe houston pop radio yeah um, and uh that's the one thing that i've noticed very heavily is that there is this disgusting double standard and then when a female rapper and, and this is just one example that's in my head from years ago iggy azalea would like you know write about those things she'd go in to do interviews with these guys and then they'd sit there and grill her on her sexual exploits and like then they'd get offended when she didn't talk to them about it. It was like this vicious cycle where it, it was, it, yeah, it was gross. It, I didn't understand it, it. It's a little weird. Like guys pick and choose who they want to pick with 
and they pick and choose what they want to be in an uproar about. I don't know what's so scary about vaginas. Cause y'all love vagina, but then y'all hate hearing about vagina. I just don't yeah. understand. Like, You're smarter than that. And they came out of a vagina. So what the you hell? Would, you would not be here if it wasn't for a vagina. Like, you think the vagina is too smart for but I mean, and it's one thing to rap about vagina, right? But it's the way you rap about vagina. Like you can't just get on the song like p word, p word, p word, my p word, p word, p word. Like you know, you, you have to kind of like put the metaphors in there, put the bars in there. Like it, you gotta, you gotta build around the story, you know. So I can understand you getting mad if you just gotta. But boys do it though. Boys do it. Yeah, oh yeah, sixteen bars of p p p p p ass 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 like. <laughs> And get away with it, but whatever, you know. <laughs> We're just more clever about it. We're more smart about it. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're intimidated. People also get so <laughs> offended at twerking these days. I told him, boys, it's 2020. I'm not about to argue about twerking. Like, <laughs> can you? I, how do you get so low when you twerk? You need to teach me how to do that. Yeah. What is uh, in your knees? The, the thing is, what I'm starting to feel like it is. I used to be on the dance team, like I was on the dance team all my life, right? So, but in elementary, I would get in trouble for like talking too much. So my dance teacher thought she was punishing me by making me do wall sits. Jokes on her. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> so it's wall sits. Right. I gotta do more wall sits. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I, one, I thank you for giving us time and energy today. It really means a lot. Final thoughts. I know we got to wrap. Daniel? Yeah, well, you're still so young. You have a song with Beyonce. You have a song with Nicki Minaj. Like, how do you top this? Where do you go next? Um, like, on my album, I was just thinking that I should just, like, fill it up with, like, a lot of girls. Like, I've, I've had my two dream collabs. Um, let's get all the ladies on one album. So, I was like, that's, that's really the goal that I'm working towards now. And would this be the album that's 100% you, 100% yourself, no other personalities within? This is like the core person. So I don't even want to like reveal too much, but my album is going to be me. I mean, is it like so you that it's Megan, Jovan, Ruth, Pete, or is it Megan? Oh. <laughs> the whole government? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle uh, Sam is listening to no. you? I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. And um, Ricky, you look like you got the right answer down there. So don't ask me. Whatever you about to say, don't ask. <laughs> I like, have so many questions for you, though. Like, you have to come back because I have a million and one questions. And I won't ask the one I was going to ask. Because I'll ask a different like, one. Ask a question that's going to make me reveal too much. I saw it. <laughs> okay, I'll ask you a different one then. I just want to know how, like, I need tips to have a hot girl summer, but in quarantine, because we can't freaking leave our houses. How am I supposed to have a hot girl summer? Let me tell you, hot girl, this hot girl summer is just definitely about loving yourself from the inside out, okay? Like, you now actually have the opportunity to go to the grocery store and get good groceries. Like, now <laughs> you can stop poisoning yourself with everything, the fast food that you was running and eating all day. You don't have to you have no excuse to be like, oh my God, I was so busy. Now I have to go just grab a donut for breakfast. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> you now have the option to eat healthy whenever, like however, whenever. And like, also, I'm the type of person who likes to be in the mirror a lot because I'm like, how do I want to do my hair today? How do I want to do my makeup? So it's like, now you can look in the mirror and you're like, who I really like about myself. Like, how can I make me better? Like, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I don't know. 
I've just been figuring out things that I really like about myself while I'm in quarantine. So I would say, just work on yourself. And then when it's time to go back outside, oh my God, girl, you're going to be the, the best hot girl that you ever was. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we end. Megan the Stallion, I really, I wasn't expecting a conversation like this and I appreciate you with every fiber of my being. And I, yeah, Thanks. I have an immense amount of respect for everything you do and your story. And please send love to your grandma. Uh, she's yes. <laughs> Truthfully. Yes. Thank y'all so much. Y'all were freaking awesome. When do you graduate real quick? Baby, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I started taking classes like two at a time now. So I'm like, oh my God, like, what can I do to just hurry this process along? So I literally just asked my manager, I was like, is there anything that y'all could do to like ask my counselor? What, how can I hurry up for graduating? <laughs> like, I'm tired of being a super senior. I'm tired of being here. Like, Low and steady wins the race. But yeah, you're Megan the Stallion. You, you move fast. Jesus. But we're, we're going to do it. But damn, I'm ready to graduate. <laughs> hey, love and appreciation being sent to you. And I, yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving us time. Thank y'all for talking to me. I talk well, a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, please. And please come back when it's time for the album. We'd love to go through it all. Yeah. I will be back because y'all got to talk to me about my new persona. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank y'all. Hey, bye. Thank you. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.